and we are live that's live for us anyways and you're locked in to the kansas city social hour and i'm your humble host ruben ortiz let's get it on what's up kansas city i hope you're high off life right now or high off whatever you feel whatever it may be COVID-19 era people on lockdown all kind of wild shit going on man but we gonna cut through the bullshit baby and find out together what is really going on what the fuck's going on man I would never steer you wrong we've been on this you and I following all these patterns now let's take a fucking walk through the matrix Real quick, I wanted to clear the air about something. On the last episode, I said that there is not a major food shortage in America. Now, at the time, you're probably chilling at home right now thinking, yeah, that's obvious now, right? And some of you still may be nervous. But basically, I hope by now you've had a chance to go to the grocery store and see a lot of the food items get restocked that you thought were running low. I'm not trying to brag about giving you this information, I was really trying to chill out my listeners that may have been nervous, give you some comfort. Because if America is having a food shortage, given our agricultural strength, our animal product strength, we're basically the breadbasket of the world. If we're having food problems, the whole fucking world is having food problems, okay? It would just be, take some serious, something very serious, For us to be undergoing a major food crisis. Not saying that it's not possible. It just wasn't any indication that this was the case. Now, there is possible famine on the horizon. Probably not for the United States. Most likely on my mind is countries like India. But for the foreseeable future, the United States is doing well in the food department. It just happens to be one of our strengths. I also talked a little bit about the water situation and about gasoline. Not really going to go into those right now. I spoke on them on the last episode, but basically was saying that the water supply was fine and also gasoline was doing well. Maybe not the gasoline industry within the United States and they're having their own problems. And, you know, environmentalists are probably rejoicing that. I do not have a strong opinion one way or the other on that. Specifically, I just know that gas is readily available and it's very cheap right now because industry has cooled all across America. Industry has cooled all over the world and it is a gas-driven economy. And being that the economy has slowed, definitely the need for gas has slowed. Therefore, the prices have went up. There's also the price war between the Saudis and the Russians that are making the problem worse. 
But given all that information, there's not a gas shortage. And I guess I got into it. There you go. Now, I have been pretty critical of the president up until this point because I perceived a lack of leadership within him. He has since said that he was going to reopen the U.S. economy by Easter. It was his wish. It was just a projection that he had put out there that wouldn't it be nice if this happened. A lot of us kind of cringe because we were thinking, okay, that's going to be way too soon, right? And I understand he's in a tough position. One of the things he sold himself on is his ability to grow a robust economy. And you can argue like that was started before his administration, but he definitely continued it. Where Obama ends and where Trump begins with the economy is up to debate. But he has claimed a certain amount of the success, a huge portion of that success. And so now, given the damage that's been done to the economy, it's hard for him to take this hit that he's taking right now. I'm talking about the hit to the economy. On the other hand, you're facing a medical crisis, a crisis that I don't think he fully understood the scope of until today when he announced that they were going to actually push the social distancing to April 30th. So we're going to be experiencing social distancing at least nationwide through April 30th. All right, fuck all that. That's all the shit that you could look up on mainstream media, okay? That's some shit you could look up on the Washington Post, New York Times, AP Press, whatever the fuck it is that you want to look up. Here's the real shit, okay? For a while, I think the first episode, I was talking about how the COVID-19 coronavirus came out of a region in China, Wuhan, that had a biochemical lab, okay? And so they were devising biochemical weapons there, it was believed so, and since then, other organizations, NPR, New York Times, they're all saying that this is not possible, that creating a virus this robust in a lab would be damn near impossible. It had to come from nature. And I believed him for the most part because it was hard for me to square. It did seem fishy to me that this thing came out of an area that had a laboratory that was researching these viruses. And so here's where the two come together and it's a little bit of both you can believe both stories yes this thing comes from nature and yes this came from a laboratory and let me explain there is chinese officials in wuhan that were going into caves in china and looking for specific viruses they were looking for coronaviruses it is my understanding that this thing got ramped up right after the sars epidemic And it makes perfect sense to me that instead of trying to create your own super virus, you would just go look for the most robust viruses that you could find in nature. And then you could perhaps try to create mutations of those viruses within a Petri dish of whatever other viruses that you found. And through that, it is my understanding that this thing escaped and it got out of control, which is why... I believe the response was so aggressive in China initially. They immediately started building hospitals. They started wearing these full gowns just to treat initial patients. So there was this kind of intense reaction that was almost unexplainable for something that was brand new. It's like they had let the genie out of the bottle. And I believe that's exactly what they've done. And I think over time, we're going to find out 
the Chinese role in all of this, how they suppress that information. And the scariest part of this is that when all the casualties are counted and the damage is assessed, is this enough cause for a kinetic reaction from the United States? Is this enough to cause a actual or even a cold war between the United States and China? That remains to be seen. That's paramount on my mind. Right now, New York is the epicenter. New York is also the financial capital of the world. And so we're all watching what is to happen to New York as a precursor to what may happen to other cities across the United States. And it seems to me that China is at the heart of all of this. Now, that's the real shit. And that's why you should listen to and share the podcast with your friends, the KC Social Hour. If you want to do something fun at home, wait and see if President Trump ever wears a fucking mask. I wear a mask. I wear a mask to the grocery store along with a lot of other shit. I have gloves, hand sanitizer. I ain't trying to get this shit. I'm not trying to spread this shit, and I'm definitely not trying to get it. I come home, and then I decontaminate in the basement, and I'm just doing the best I can because I don't want this shit. I don't want my friends. I don't want my family to have this shit. It's real interesting if we ever see Donald Trump wear a mask. If that dude wears a mask, mark my words, the shit has definitely hit the fan. You're listening to the Kansas City Social Hour. Let me know what the fuck you think, and I will catch you on the motherfucking flip side. God bless. Stay safe.